Good evening, my little teacups. Welcome back to another episode, a very tired episode of Evening Tea with May. I'm your host, Mary May. Today's episode is another spoopy session. I guess this week is going to be a spoopy session Um, before I go on deployment. Um, so we're going to be reading another set of two-sentence horror stories and some no-sleeps because, <laughs> fuck my sleeping schedule. Um, all three of my roommates are here, so if you hear background noises, I'm sorry. So I found one by Spugnatius that was made 46 minutes ago. After the paramedics restarted her heart, my sister clutched my hand and begged me not to let her die. The angels, the angels are waiting for us, and they are so very, very angry. She whispered in despair, Fuck that. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> no. The next story is from Victor Coleslaw. That was made two hours ago. Ugh. The scale only goes up to 50 pounds, I said to myself. I guess I'll have to cut each limb to size before I ship them out. That's so nasty. That's like black market shit. I'm not into that. The next one is about butterflies, and I don't know how I feel about it, because I don't- I have a irrational fear of moths. This is gonna make it worse. This is by Durf underscore Vader four hours ago. Do you know what's happening inside of the cocoon when a butterfly is being made? Then you know this isn't going to hurt one bit. Ew. Nasty. Um, the next one is from user wearing underscore human skin, uh, 10 hours ago. After saving James from drowning, he convulsed by the poolside. As electric sparks shot out from his wet body, we realized that he was malfunctioning. Oh, wait, he's a, he's, he's a robot. Ow. The next one is from three hours ago by user Backwards Bicycle. The pain shooting down my side wasn't what bothered me. It was the bloody smile that beamed down at me that hurt the most. Ew, no. Um, the next one is by Sly Mood five hours ago. I saw the demon that possessed grandma. It came out of Grandma's mouth as her mouth slowly ripped apart. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry. It's not scary to me, because I'm kind of used to all the gore. But, yeah. Basically, that's it. Okay, the next one is by Zelda is Amazing 2, nine hours ago. Be yourself, my elementary school teacher told me. 20 years and 300 victims later, she didn't know how wrong she could have been. Oh my god, that's so bad. Not bad as in the story is bad, but the background of that is disturbing. This one is by user Frank three hours ago. So what's your body count? I would say zero, as they aren't dead yet. Ew. Okay, the next one is by Taiman1116, eight hours ago. I memorized everyone's footsteps, so when they walked down the hall, I knew who it was, though I was horrified at the sound of my own footsteps, because you were sneaking out and you didn't want your family to know. Sorry, that's amazing. Um, this one is by Just a Dare. Um... 10 hours ago. Daddy, the snowman wants to play. My my three-year-old sang out in joyous laughter as he ran across the field. The polar bear pounced and shook him violently as I ran at it screaming, hoping that it would leave him alone or kill me too. That's... Where'd you get a polar bear? Sorry. Um, this one is by user, same user as before, uh, wearing human skin, as I read the previous ones. This was made 10 hours ago. If you see a bright white light after you die, don't walk towards it. 
The purpose of the light is to blind people enough not to see the trap they'll walk into. Period. This one is made by Morley Cat. 51 minutes ago, almost an hour. He had the most beautiful eyes. So I took them. Don't forget to put eye drops on them or they'll dry out. Yeah. Nasty. Um, this one is by Crusader Joe, 11, seven hours ago. Lefty Lucy, um, righty tidy, she whispered. I cried as, he, as she undressed me knowing I couldn't escape. Damn, that's deep. Um, and then I'm gonna pick a really good one. Um, okay, this one is not as good. <laughs> this one either, goddammit. Oh my god, what the fuck? Okay, so this one is Eloise Lucasis. I don't know. Um, this was made 15 hours ago. I've never felt so in love before, with the butterflies constantly fluttering in my stomach. It's when they nod out that I realize it hadn't been love. Ew. That's so nasty. Oh my, oh my god. Okay, we're gonna go to no sleep, so let me find a story real quick. By the way, this is gonna be like a short one, because there's so much background noise, like, it, it annoys me. Okay, so I found one, and it is by New to Town Jam, 12 hours ago in July 2019. Alright, I think it was a draft, and they posted it now. Every day, Charlotte's mother forgot to collect her from school. I'm sure she's just driving and can't answer her phone. She'll be here any moment. I tapped my fingers on the desk and shot a pitiful smile at the little girl opposite of me. It was a hollow promise. We'd already been sitting there for so long, it was starting to get dark outside. I'd already sent my teaching assistant home. What was good in both of us suffering? This wasn't new. Some days it was minutes, but often it would be hours. The only thing consistent about Charlotte's mother was her ability to forget that she had a daughter. Charlotte was a bright child and a pleasure to teach. I couldn't understand why everything seemed so... against her. The other kids were cruel to her, leaving her out of games and group activities. I'd try to be gentle and have private words with the kindred members of the... of the class, encouraging them to include her. They all said no. They said she was a witch. Children can be evil. You really get to see that when you teach the little crotch goblins. <laughs> That's so great. Sorry, crotch goblins. They were eight years old and already ostracizing someone weaker. Even going so far as to infer them of some sort of monster. How cruel. It made me really sad. The poor girl couldn't really teach, oh, couldn't really catch a break. It was like no one wanted to be around her. She was like a magnet, forcing itself to go into the wrong end of another magnet. She repelled. It's okay, Miss Tackett. I know she isn't coming. Charlotte stared blankly at the desk in front of her. She hadn't even bothered to put her coat on. She was conditioned to expect to be forgotten. Her legs swung lightly back and forth below it. Of course she's coming, Charlotte. Your mother loves you. She's, uh, just very busy. That was half a lie. I couldn't definitely prove that Charlotte's mother loved her, and it was certain that it didn't seem that way sometimes. She would arrive really late and unconcerned, almost reluctant to collect her child. She looked haggard and tired, more so each time I saw her. She often looked like she hadn't slept in days. She was jumpy, anxious, and irritable. It was obvious that she needed help and that she was struggling. 
I tried not to judge her, but it was hard. I sat with her forgotten child every day after that bell rang. How tired do you have to be to forget your own child? Your only child. And just like the other kids in the class, when Charlotte's mother would finally arrive, she looked at her as if she was some kind of monster. She doesn't love me. I felt my heart drop. They were the words that you never want to hear a child say about their mother. They should all be loved, valued. The worst part is that she didn't even seem bothered. It's like she was immune to it. I remember the time that I tried to make a report about the two social services about Charlotte. My concerns seemed nothing to them. The girl was fed, cleaned, and always arrived on time. She wasn't withdrawn from school, and she didn't seem bothered by her lack of friends. We can't investigate a mother for lateness, just because it irritates a school. That's what a lady on the phone said to me. Then she hung up. I tried. I really did. I wanted so badly to help Charlotte, but I didn't know how to. I wasn't irritated by sitting with her like a social worker in Freud. I just knew that there was more to it, and I could feel it. What makes you think that she doesn't love you? I asked, desperate to draw out something that could help me help her. She's scared of me. What do you mean she's scared of you? She locks her room when we get home, and she doesn't come out until it's time for me to go to school. She answered nonchalantly, swinging her feet underneath the desk. Doesn't she make you dinner? Of course, Miss Tackett. She leaves it prepared on the kitchen side. All I have to do is eat it. I thought of what an isolating existence that must be. To have no one to talk to all day and then go home in silence. What did Charlene mean her mother was scared? What was her mother doing in that room? Does she have anyone in there with her? With her? Ugh, so sorry. No, Miss Tackett. She just stays in her room. She says it's the only way she feels safe. A lump in my throat started to form. If she only felt safe in her room, then why didn't she keep her daughter in there too? What was wrong with this woman? Why wouldn't she be safe? I asked, struggling to reel in my own curiosity. Because I'm there. I told you, she's scared of me. Her words were jarring. It took me a few moments to compose myself. It was a baffling thought that anyone could be frightened of such a sweet young child. Why wouldn't she be safe with you? What do you, uh, what does she think that you'd do to her? Because I'm a witch, and she thinks I might hurt her. Sorry, I have to burp. Hold on. Never mind. Charlotte continued swinging her legs. Never mind, I got it. Um, Charlotte continued swinging her legs under the desk, her vacant state resident on her face. It broke my heart. I started mentally preparing a lesson on the effects of bullying. She was so confused. She's twisted in such the cruel taunts. She's twisted up the cruel taunts and the abuse at home and started considering herself a monster. It's devastating. Charlotte, you aren't a witch. You can tell me if the other kids are mean to you. I'll talk to them. Why don't, oh, why do they call you that? I fought back tears. I thought it'd be getting, I thought that getting into teaching would be fun and fulfilling, but pupils like Charlotte were haunting. They worked their way into your thoughts, and long after that bell had rung. Um, because I broke Stephanie's arm with my mind. I was taken aback by her answer. I remember the incident that she was referring to. It was early in the school year, and Stephanie had tripped in the uh, tripped on the playground. She broke her arm in two places. It was nasty. A few other kids started a rumor that Charlotte only used her witch powers to do it. 
They all had stopped standing around outside around her after that. Despite the protest and pleas, they hammered it in so hard that it was her fault that Charlotte started to believe it. Charlotte? Stephanie fell. You didn't do it. I made her fall. You don't have witch powers. The other kids are just mean. I practically screamed, trying to contain my rage. That was unprofessional. I shouldn't have been discussing the other kids, and especially not with my feelings on them. And the victims of their targeting, I really couldn't help it. I just wanted to see her smile. The rhythm of her swinging legs grounded into a halt, and she turned to face me, vacant eyes locked into mine, and suddenly not so vacant anymore. She laughed. It was the sound of nails running across the chalkboard slowly, dragged out into a prolong, into a prolonging torture. It wasn't a child's laugh. It was something mocking, awful. I felt a sudden urge to walk out of the classroom and leave, like everyone else in her life already had. I couldn't explain where it came from. Had it come from her, or did I imagine it? No, it must have been me. She was a child. I had to stop thinking like that. What if the other kids are right, though, Miss Tackett? She asked sweetly, following that awful laugh. They aren't. I shook my head and composed myself. Charlotte's mother would be here soon, and I could talk to her about her daughter and make her see how serious the situation was. I could help. There's nothing wrong with you. Charlotte's expression changed. She frowned, trying to process my words and what they meant for her. It didn't take long, but I could see her calculating, trying to work out whether or not she believed me or not. Maybe I was finally getting through. And then it happened. I felt a crunch. Out of nowhere, I was struck with a searing pain in my arm. I felt the parts of my bone brush against each other as they snapped and jutted out of different points of flesh. I fell to the floor, screaming. I never said there was, Miss Tackett. I liked being a witch. She was doing this. A child. It was her. Charlotte, please stop, I begged. Your mother will be here any moment. Please, please stop. I pleaded, desperate for her to stop hurting me. Her eyes weren't so vacant anymore. They focused on me with laser precision, revealing, oh, reveling in my realization that I had gotten it all so badly wrong. I thought how terrified her mother must have been about how I hadn't listened to all of her classmates' concerns. All I'd ever seen was a victim. I was so wrong. She looked at me, writhing on the floor in agony, and she rolled her eyes. I felt my heart pounding so hard. I thought it might burst through my flesh. She's not coming, Miss Tackett. Charlotte stood up from behind the desk and took a step forwards towards the classroom door. What did you do? I panted, wondering if that poor tired woman was out there. If she was in the car and it was all just a cruel trick. The little girl flashed me one more sinister grin as she exited the room. She isn't coming, Miss Tackett. My mother forgot to lock her door last night. Fuck that shit. Sorry, that's the end of the story. Fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna find another good story. That was a really good story. Um, Kids, man. Kids are fucking terrifying. Okay, let me find a different story. Oh, motherfucking damn it. Okay, so the next story is another fucking 911 call. Sometimes I hate this because I know damn well I'm not gonna sleep. Um, this one is by Cynic Happy. One year ago. It's a series that I might do depending on how much time I have in my sanity. Um,. Grandma's 911 calls the break-in. My paternal grandmother, Evelyn Brown, worked as a 911 operator from 1985 to 1987. By all accounts, she was very good at her job. 
but rather quit abruptly and refused to say why. The family always assumed that the stress had simply taken a toll on its on taken its toll on grandma and she had decided that it was time to move on. However, she rarely spoke about her brief stint working for 911. So we couldn't be sure. Um Well, about a month ago, month and a half ago, Grandma Evelyn passed away. She suffered from a massive stroke and laid comatose in the ICU for about three days before being taken off life support. The loss had been very hard on all of us. Anyways, a few days ago, after uh, Grandma Evelyn died, I accompanied my parents to go to her house so that we could help Grandpa sort out her personal possessions. I found a shoebox in Grandma Evelyn's closet labeled simply transcripts. The box contained several crumpled pieces of paper, and after reading them over, I discovered that they were indeed transcripts. From what I've pieced together, based on what little information I had to go on, it seemed that Grandma Evelyn kept these transcripts of the most harrowing 911 calls. I don't know how she obtained them or why she wanted them in the first place, but there they were, and they made for some scariest readings of my life. So I've decided to share one of the transcripts here, since it seemed like the type of thing that you guys would be interested in. If the gardeners have... It... Ugh. Sorry. If you guys have any interest, I will post the remaining transcripts. There are nine in total. The transcript is dated to the evening of November 4th, 1986. Grandma Evelyn would have been working for 911 for almost about a year. And it's not one of the scariest 911 calls, but it would consider a good starting point. Begin phone call. GE. Or Grandma Evelyn. 911, what is your emergency? C. Caller. Yeah, hi, I would like to report a break in. Has someone broken into your home? No, um, not mine home. Thank goodness, they've broken into the house across the street. Are the home's occupants present? Excuse me? The people who live there, are they home? No, um, the house has been vacant for several months now and the owners are missing. Missing? Um, yes, um, um, she stutters. An elderly couple used to live there. Mr. and Mrs. Name omitted. They simply up and left one night, and they have never been seen since. I'm pretty sure their daughter filed a police report, but as far as I know, the investigation has turned up nothing. Uh-huh. And now someone has broken into their home. Did you see the person enter the home, ma'am? No, um, but I can see them moving around inside. Though the ground floor windows... Oh, sorry. Through the ground floor windows. The door looks like it has been kicked in. Can you provide a description of this person? Not a very good one, I'm afraid. I'm pretty sure that it's a woman, though. A woman with long pale hair. And what is she wearing? I can't be sure, but it looks like a hospital gown. Can you see this person right now? No, I'm watching the house from my living room window. But I haven't seen her in a while, and I'm pretty sure that she's still there, though. You have to send the police. All right, stay calm, ma'am. What is the address? It's location omitted. Meaning that I can't read what the address is. I think it's confidential you know. Um, all right, ma'am, the police are on their way. Meanwhile, I want you to stay on the line with me and keep an eye on that house, all right? Yes, of course. There is a long pause, followed by a gasp from the caller. What is it, ma'am? I see her, the woman. She's standing in one of the upstairs windows, and she's looking right at me. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Oh, God, what the hell is wrong with her face? 
She looks like a fucking corpse. <laughs> Wonder why. Um, I need you to stay calm, ma'am. Oh my god. Is she still at the window? Yes. Tell me if she moves. I can't. I can't stand to look at her, and I can't turn away. Ma'am, where the hell are the police? They're on their way, ma'am. They'll be there soon. The caller screams. She's gone. I think, wait, now she's, oh god, no. What's happening, ma'am? She left the house, and she's heading my way. Fuck. <gasps> this, this caller's a teen. <laughs> This colors me. I panic. <laughs> um, are your doors locked, ma'am? Yes, but she's seen me and she's gonna try to get inside. Me? Ma'am, please listen to me. You need to step away from the window and hide somewhere in your house. Somewhere where you'll be safe until the police arrive. Okay. Her footsteps can be heard as she retreats deeper into the house. There is a loud bang as someone was to throw their weight against the door. Damn. <laughs> um, another door opens and slams shut, allowing the click of a lock. Followed. Fuck. Followed by <laughs> a click of a lock. I That didn't make sense at all. Where are you now, ma'am? My kitchen pantry. The door locks. That's good, ma'am. Just hang in there. The police are coming. I can't hear her banging on my front door anymore. Could that mean she's gone? I don't know, ma'am. Please stay put, all right? Distant sirens can be heard. The police are here. I can hear them coming. Thank you. You're welcome, ma'am. Thank God. Everything's going to be okay. Hey, what's that? Oh. The call abruptly ends. That's horrifying. No thanks. After reading... <laughs> My roommate's like, hell no. After reading the transcript, I did a little digging and was able to come up with some information regarding the call. When the, when the police arrived, they found, they found a mysterious woman lying in the hall, unconscious. She had cut herself breaking through the window and lost a lot of blood. The woman who made the call was still locked in the pantry, cordless, phone in hand. She was shaken but unharmed. The suspect was identified as a local woman with a history of mental illness. She had recently been admitted to the psych ward after setting her own head on fire. God damn. The woman that was lying unconscious. Yeah. She set her head on fire in the psych ward. How fun! But escaped, managing to evade the uh, the enforcement for three days. She had been taken back to the hospital, but died of complications from her injuries. As the missing elderly couple, it turns out that a year after they vanished, their skeletal remains dis were discovered miles away from the woods, buried in a makeshift grave. Grave. Kill myself. I guess. I think it was like a really low, like, shallow grave. Yeah. Uh, they both had their hands tied behind their backs, and they had been shot, executional style. Ooh, executioner style in the head. The police were unable to link their murder to the woman who had broken into the abandoned home. The, co uh, the case remains open to this day that's horrifying i don't like that at all no i don't like it at all i want more posts is this the second one i hope the fuck it is okay this is the second part i think Grandma's 911 calls the student. This is a teen. <laughs> okay. Um, Grandma Evelyn took this call on January 17, 1987. It will forgo a long introduction since I know that you've all been waiting for a while. So here's the transcript. So GE, Grandma Evelyn, C, caller. 911, what's your emergency? I'm being stopped. 
that's stopped. Yes, I've barricaded myself inside my house. And if you dare set foot outside, that little shit will kill me. Little shit? Is it a child? <laughs> Who? One of my students. It's a teacher. <laughs> it's a teacher. Uh, one of my students, he's hunted me down, and he's standing at the foot of my driveway waiting. He's wearing a mask of some sort, and I know it's him. No one else gives up such a sinister aura. Your student? Yes, I'm a teacher at school name omitted. French, to be specific. He's one of, he's in one of my classes. Uh-huh. And how old is this boy? Thirteen. There's a French class for 13-year-olds? Is this a middle school? Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. 13? Yes, I know it sounds absurd, and I know how selfish and foolish I may seem, a middle-aged woman terrified of a teenager, but, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, please calm down. Please tell me your address. Um... Location omitted, because confidentiality. All right, the police are on their way. Where are you in your house? The bedroom. I'm watching the boy through the gap in my curtains. And how long has he been there? About 30 minutes now. Um, he's remained in the same position the whole time? Yep, he hasn't moved an inch. And he's wearing a mask. Yes, a plain white mask, like the Phantom of the Opera. I like how they... <laughs> ay ay ay. It only covers... Well, only it covers his whole face. And you're sure it's him? I'm sure. Okay, ma'am, just uh, stay where you are. The police are on their way. Is there anything else about his physical appearance that stands out? Can you tell me what he's carrying? Like, some kind of weapon? No weapons. But he is hiding God knows what underneath his raincoat. Oh, so it's raining. Okay, that's even worse. I'd probably shit myself. The thing is... Like, what, a demon? <laughs> the thing is too big for him. He's practically swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god what if he kills the police before they get to me like a 13 year old can do that i mean you're right um don't worry about that ma'am just stay put stay on the line with me he's probably hiding a gun under that ridiculous coat he probably has 10 guns like he can carry that there isn't much I could put past this boy. He's developed some sort of sick fascination with me. His twist desires have festered for months. Ew. What do you mean? Ugh. The boy is crazy. He seems to have a crush on me. Can you imagine? I'm old enough to be his mother. Hell, I am a mother. My eldest is only a year younger than Jared is. Jared? Is that the boy's name? Yes. Of course, his name would be Jared. <laughs> um, ma'am, are you alone in your house? Yes. That is why Jared came today. He knew I would be alone. He knew? He's been spying on me. I'm sure of it. For months, he had been leaving elaborate flower bouquets on my desk, writing sexually explicit notes to me, and trailing me to and from school on his bike. He found out where I live, and he swore revenge after I rejected him. Of course you would reject him. He's a 13-year-old boy with a fascination of sexually arousing you, ma'am. Rejected? The caller starts crying. He courted me in the teacher's parking lot one evening. He had a knife and a dozen red roses. Oh! <laughs> he shoved the flowers into my hands and told me that he loved me. And that he believed that we were meant to be. Honey, you're 13. 
he said that he would be prepared to leave his family and his life behind in order for us to be together. I would have to do the same. Uh-huh. I told him that I would do no such thing. Of course I did. I told him that he was acting crazy and he needed to leave immediately. He lunged at me and held the knife to my throat. I was convinced that he was going to kill me, but then a police car drove by, scared Jared off. He disappeared into the darkness and I fell to the ground and sat there sobbing for the better, like for the better part of 30 minutes. Oof. Finally, I regained enough composure to get into my car and drive away. Uh-huh. And did you report this incident? The caller hesitates. She can be heard sniffing. No. No, I did not. God, what a foolish woman I am. Why didn't you report it when it happened? I was in shock and in denial. I didn't want to face danger that I was in. So the following morning, another note appeared on my desk and says, you will be fucking sorry, Miss Blank. I'm going to make you suffer and you will be begging me for mercy once I'm through with you. A 13 year old say that? The fuck is going to, okay, he is probably training to be a serial killer and I don't trust it. Or a demon. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now he's standing outside my house wearing a mask and starting oh, and staring up at my bedroom window. I know that he can see me. He knows that I can see him. He knows I'm watching. Silence. Sirens can be heard in the background. Oh, oh thank God. Oh thank God. The police will handle this, ma'am. Right now, I need you to stay where you are and wait till further instruction from the cops. I see them. I I see the cruisers. Oh. Oh, no. What's the matter? He pulled out a gun. Jared's pulled out a gun. Of course he had a gun. Fucking big-ass raincoat. <laughs> He's aiming at the police. He's going to shoot. Stay calm, ma'am. How the hell am I supposed to stay calm? He's going to kill the police next to me. Gunshots can be heard in the background. The caller screams. The call abruptly ends. Oh, this poor woman. How does a 13-year-old... You know, I, I think the... I think the 13-year-old's possessed. Um... Jared wounded one of the officers, but they were still managed to apprehend him. He was taken to the police station, and the caller was taken to the hospital, suffering from shock. The call itself is unnerving, but it's what happened next that truly terrified me. After his arrest, Jared spent some time in a mental health facility. His obsession with his French teacher ran deep. The investigation uncovered hundreds of photos that he had taken from her in secret. Taken of her in secret. He had several journals filled with long ramblings detailing all of the sick fantasies that he wanted to act out with the woman that he desired. That's <sighs> gag. After several months, it seemed that Jared had improved enough to be released from the hospital. Y'all crazy for letting that bitch out. It still had... Oh, he still had to attend regular sessions with the therapist, but it seemed that he had made a turnaround. He graduated from high school and went on to college. Oh. All the while, he maintained zero contact with his former French teacher. The story didn't truly end for 20 years. So while still searching background information regarding to this call, I discovered that in 2018, the woman who made the call had been murdered. She was in her 60s by then, and she had been stabbed to death in her own living room. DNA found the scene matched with Jared's. But before they could arrest him, the psychopath was killed in a car accident. <laughs> Period. So. Speaking of... <laughs> 
Shit. Some suspect that he crashed on purpose, choosing to die rather than face the consequences of his horrific actions. I guess that old cliche is true. You never forget your first love. Pair with the bitter rejection and the mind warped beyond repair, and you get a brutal murder over 20 years in the making. That's disgusting. You were 13, and you had an obsession with a middle-aged old woman. You're nasty. Oh, this is great. This one is Grandma's 911 Calls. The roommate. How fitting. I have three roommates. Except one of them is leaving. Okay, I know. I lived at home during my college years and working various part-time jobs to help pay with the tuition and contribute to the house, uh, the household bills as well as buy my own car. Wow. Mm, get that bank. Anyways. The school that I attended only was a 10-minute bus ride away from the house, so there was no need to move out. At least, not until I got my degree and could support myself. Why am I bringing this up? Because living at home while I attended college meant that I never had to deal with a crazy roommate. Okay. My roommates are not that crazy. Not that crazy. No, we're crackheads. <laughs> um, it's great energy, though. It's fine. Unlike the poor young woman who made the call to the 911 on April 23rd, 1985, it serves a grim reminder that you should never, that you never really know who you might end up uh, sharing precious living space with, or if the person is a complete psycho. Crackhead? Anyways, here's the transcript. G-E-C. Okay. 911, what is your emergency? There's something up with my roommate. Are they sick? Hurt? No, uh, she's probably gonna hurt someone else if I, if you don't arrest her. What are you talking about? She's insane. Like, completely batshit crazy. She's turned my first semester of college into a fucking horror movie. And now she's disappeared off doing God knows what. You have to arrest her. Ma'am, calm down. What's your roommate's name? Uh, blink, because confidentiality. Uh, well, it says name omitted, so there's like no name, so I, I figured. Um, and these are transcripts from a really, really old time. Uh, all right, so she, you said that she disappeared? When was the last time you saw her? Yesterday morning. So not very long. Whew, excuse me. Have you tried contacting her uh, family, friends? Is there anyone that you might know um, who knows where she is? No. I don't know how to get in touch with her family. I barely know anything about them, about her. How long have you two been roommates? Only since September. We're both students at school name, omitted, confidentiality. I assume you both have busy schedules, huh? Yeah, what about it? Do you sometimes go a couple of days without seeing each other? Well, yeah. So why do you say that she's missing? Because she left a note. A note? Yeah, it said that she was leaving for a couple of days and that I should stay out of her room. Uh-huh. But there's a really nasty smell coming from there and I'm scared to go inside. I'm scared of what I might find. Do you believe your roommate left willingly? Yes, but you have to find her before something terrible happens. So you think your roommate is a danger to herself or to others? Yes. <laughs> Even if she wasn't insane, I would still be worried. We have exams coming up and she takes her studies seriously. Also, she left her wallet and her phone behind and all of the sharpest knives from the kitchen are missing. You think she stole them? I wouldn't put it past her. 
All right. Can you tell me a little more about your roommate? What is there to tell? She's so secretive. I know that she's from out of town and that during her teenage years, she spent some time in a psych ward. Um, she has a history of mental illness. Well, I couldn't say that for sure. I don't know if she's mentally ill. Um, I'm pretty sure that she's just a psychopath. Possibly even a sociopath. Is that even a mental illness? I, I don't know, dear. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just find my roommate, please. Well, I'm going to need your address. Location omitted, because confidentiality. Thanks, dear. I'm sending an officer to speak with you. Um, he will take you down... He will take down whatever information that you have decided to give and search your place. No, you have to send someone after her, not to me. This is a standard procedure, dear. You just have to trust me and everything is going to be okay. You can't promise that. Stay calm, kid. Stay on the line with me, all right? Okay. There's a long pause during in which the caller can be heard crying softly. Are you all right, kid? I almost hope you guys don't find her. What do you mean? I don't ever want to see her again. I don't want to be... I don't want her near me. I need you to calm down. I'm scared. I know, honey. I understand. But you're going to be okay. This isn't the first time my roommate... It says roommate's name, so I'm just going to say my roommate. Um, This isn't the first time my roommate has pulled a stunt like this. It's not? No. What happened? About a month ago, she disappeared for the weekend. Uh-huh. She didn't tell me where she was going, but she packed a suitcase, so I assumed that she was going to, going home to visit her family. Uh-huh. I was sick and stuck in bed for two days. Huh, wrong? So... <laughs> but you weren't sick. No, I know. It was... Two days. Two weeks. In Guam. In, in a room. In a room. Ew. Hopefully. Never, never, nope. That was, the food was so bad. Sorry. And the other girl's last name started with B. They were in a compartment. Um, they're both from Rhode Island. I think they bumped into each other. They were towards you. They were shorter than me. Um, I have their faces in my head, but I can't remember their names. I can't remember their names. You said they're. Yeah, I do. They're they're like right near me. I can tell. Yeah, one of them's um like half black. The other's white. Yeah. Looked a little bit like me. Yeah. Anderson? No. Um. The darker girl. Her name started with B. Um. Not a girl started with A. Her first name is Isabella. Uh, I do. I have their faces, but I don't remember our division. <laughs> it's whack. Yeah. Um, they didn't like me either. I was annoying. Um, I know damn well they didn't like Stotts, but um, she stopped talking to me. She started talking more about her boyfriend. She, she didn't talk to me much at all after we left. Yeah. Kind of miss her. I talked to her, but she talks really dry to me. Yeah. Kind of mad, but it's okay. Um, I was sick and stuck in bed for two days, so I haven't noticed anything if she came back. And she didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't hear from her all that time. It didn't surprise me much, but since we don't talk, even when we're both home, did something happen? That's what I think. She came home very early Monday morning, and she looked very exhausted. 
like she hadn't slept all that time. She was covered in mud and blood. Excuse me, uh, blood? Yes, uh, uh, she said it was her blood. And she had been in a car accident and she had fallen asleep at the wheel and driven headlong into a ditch. Instead of trying to get help, she crawled out of the wreckage and walked the rest of the way home. Did she go to the hospital? Yes, I took her. On the way there, she was acting very out of it, babbling incoherently. Something about a fire and men speaking in tongues. It was weird. Okay, then what happened? Uh, I thought she had a concussion, but the doctor at the hospital said that she found no sign of head injury. My roommate had broken her arm, cracked four ribs, but other than that, she was in pretty good shape for someone who had just been in a serious crash. Uh-huh. Wow, demon. That's fucking scary. After the car accident, she only got worse. I mean, she'd always been weird, but now I didn't feel safe living under the safe roof of her. The same roof as her. Uh, what did she do that made you feel threatened? She began sleepwalking. She would wander around the dorm room in circles, muttering about how she was going to hell and how there were demons coming for her. I'm fucking dead. That's so funny. Um, sometimes it sounded like she was praying, but I didn't recognize the language. I see. I began finding dead flies all over, piled up in the windowsill and drowned in the toilet. Ugh, flies, nasty. I once found a dead rat on my bed. It had been... <laughs> it had been gutted and drained of blood. I hate rodents. It was disgusting. Honey, me too. Okay, hold on. I'm checking the weather. Because I am deeply concerned. Nope, it's just background noise. Um, it sounds like it's fucking raining. And it's not. It's just construction. And you think your roommate was the cause of all of that? Yes. You're sure? Look, I know it sounds fucking stupid. But there is no other explanation... At least, none that I can think of. <laughs> Just hang in there, kid. Sirens can be heard from the distance. Oh my god, I can hear them. Good. Footsteps can be heard. It sounds like if the collar was moving. Okay, I have to see what's in the bedroom. Uh, no you don't. Just stay put, alright? No, I have to see. What if it's... The door opens. The caller screams. The call abruptly ends. Hey, you there? What's wrong? End of call. She probably found a dead body. I'm sorry. The police found the caller locked in the bathroom, crying and freaking out. Okay, so she didn't die of fright, so she's great. It took them nearly an hour to calm her down and talk to her into going back down into the station with them. In the room, they found dead rats in various stages of decom decomposition. <laughs> Heaps of dead flies and a charred human body. I. It was later identified to be an elderly woman who had gone missing around the same time the caller's roommate had vanished. Okay. I could not find the cause of death. Um, spontaneous human combustion, question mark? Um, as for the roommate, she was found a month later hanging from a tree deep in the woods. Fun. A couple of hunters stumbled upon her body totally by accident. Okay. She had left a long rambling suicide note that only raised more questions than answers. She had died the day she disappeared. 
Police never found missing knives or figured out why she had taken them. As far as I know, the murder of the elderly woman remains open to this very day. And I don't know what became of the caller, but I hope that she was able to recover from the trauma of such a horrible experience. I also hope that her new roommate was much easier to live with than the last. That is so disturbing, and I feel horrible. Okay, this one is not that long. Grandma's 911 calls. It isn't a person. Also, this is the last one I'm going to read because this is 55 minutes. Um, Grandma Evelyn took this call on April 5th, 18, 1985. It is not nearly as gruesome as the last one, but it's still very creepy. Seemingly defies the explanation. Just reading the transcript got under my skin, and I can only imagine how it made my my grandmother feel. Anyways, here's the transcript. Y'all already know the drill. 911, what is your emergency? Something's been lurking around my property, and I want it gone. So, you've got a trespasser? Yes. Can you describe this person, sir? Person? Yes, can you tell me what they look like? Lady, I think you're mistaken. It isn't a person. Excuse me? It isn't a person. It's, well, whatever the fuck it is. I want it off my property, so can you please send the police? What's your address, sir? Location omitted. Confidentiality. My place is kind of isolated, set back from the old main road. Uh-huh. And I was watching from my bedroom window, and I've locked the door just in case that thing got inside the house. Good. Stay where you are. Now, what makes you say that this trespasser isn't a person? I'm not crazy. I didn't say you were, sir. I'm just trying to understand what the problem is. I've got a fucking trespasser. It's not that complicated, damn it. Okay, someone crawled up your ass and died. Um... What more do you need to know, sir? I'm gonna need you to calm down. Tell me more about this trespasser and how long it's been on your property for. Two hours, maybe? No, three. Yep, it's been it's been here for three hours. It isn't the first time it's shown up, though. Oh? It came by the other night, and my girlfriend and I woke up to this god-awful screech. And then my dog started barking. He's a Great Dane. He's fucking huge. And he's a, he's a gentle giant. Doesn't bark unless something serious is happening. Whatever was out there, it had my dog freak the fuck out. Uh-huh. And then I ran downstairs and found my dog, his name is Hulk, at the back door. Um, I like your dog already, dude. Um, barking at this, at his, wait, barking his damn head off. Okay. His teeth were bared, hackles raised. He looked ready to kill. I'd never seen him like that, and to be honest, it scared me. Uh-huh. My girlfriend had followed me and was freaking out, too. I told her to take Hulk and go back upstairs. And then I grabbed my hunting rifle and stepped outside, yelling at whoever it was to show themselves. Okay, what happened next? I heard another screech coming from behind me, like right behind me. I spun around and all I saw was a dark silhouette disappearing into the woods. It was humanoid. I knew it couldn't be a person because no person I've ever seen has a net that long or limbs so out of proportion to its body. Maybe? But its its body was completely black. Demon? (laughs) It was like over six feet tall, but its legs were tiny. It's so fucking weird. Baby Slenderman? Slenderman has a kid. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what to do, so I just went back inside, and I told my girlfriend that it was some neighborhood kid fucking around, but she was already scared, and I didn't know if I wanted to make it worse or not. 
Neither of us could go back to sleep, and Hulk, uh, Hulk spent the next hour or so pacing and growling. It was insane. Did you call the police at that time? No. There was no evidence that I had when it happened. I knew that if I told the police what the thing looked like, they would just blow me off. Oh, I see. I'd try to forget about it, to pretend that it hadn't happened. It convinced myself... Wait, I had convinced myself that the thing wouldn't come back. So I shouldn't waste my time or energy freaking out over it. Mm-hmm. But then I kept finding footprints in the backyard. And that's when the thing killed my neighbor's cat and tried to maul her teenage son when it was walking home from school. Uh-huh. And now it's back and it's hanging around my front yard. The police are on their way, sir. Can you see the thing right now? Can you see it from the window? Yes. What is it doing? It's standing by the fence with its back to me, just staring into the woods, almost like it's keeping an eye on something. Hulk is with me, and he's growling up a storm. Whatever this motherfucker is, my dog is fucking scared of it, and so am I. It's not moving, sir? No, it's not moving. Okay, that's good. Stay where you are, sir. That thing already attacked my neighbor's kid. Probably it would have attacked the boy if he had not if he had not fought back. The cops have better have their guns out. They'll handle it, sir. Just worry about yourself for now, all right? All right. You're going to be okay, sir. I don't know about that. Stay on the line with me, sir. Oh, fuck, it moved. Moved? Yes, it turned around. It's looking at me. And shit, it's smiling. <laughs> smiling? <laughs> yes, at me. It doesn't seem to have eyes, though. Oh, Slenderman? How wait, is, wait, like, how would looking, it smile? Never mind. How would, how would it, that works? How would he know that it's looking at him? Or that it didn't just turn around towards the woods? I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Are you sure? Yes. Sir, please stay calm. The police will be there soon. Promise? Promise. In the background, a dog can be heard barking. Hulk is freaking out. He just threw himself at the door like he's trying to break it down. Hulk, body, chill. Body? Hulk, buddy, chill. I literally read that wrong. Disgusting. Hey, come here, boy. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. Isn't that right, ma'am? Yes, sir. The thing's moved closer to the house. I hope it doesn't try to break in. Just hang in there, sir. Sirens can be heard. The police are nearby. Oh, wait, the police are nearby. I can hear them. That's good, sir. Thank you, ma'am. The call ends. Oof. Holy fuck, why is this long? Holy fuck. The intruder ran into the woods when it saw and heard the police cruiser pull up. The police gave chase and lost it in its sights. Uh, the caller gave a statement and the police advised him to leave the area while they conducted an investigation. The young man packed a bag, grabbed his dog, and went straight to his girlfriend's house. Smart man. An extensive search of the man's property in the surrounding woods of his house uh, turned up mutilated oh mutilated animal corpses old and odd symbols carved into trees and chewed up skeletal remains of a human male who to my knowledge had never been identified <laughs> interviews with the neighbors revealed that further stages or further strange sightings of an odd humanoid creature were also reported. And there were also reports of strange noises, pets going missing, and inexplicable intense smells described by one woman as to be a combination of sulfur and mildew. Uh, the police left baffled with more questions than answers. I did some digging and found more information about the man who made the call. I will not indulge his name, um, but I learned that after a week or so ago, he returned home. For about a month, everything was okay. 
and then one day the police called back to his house. It wasn't he who had made the call at this time, though. It was his girlfriend. She had come over to find the door ripped off of its hinges. The house was in ruins, and her boyfriend was gone. Blood was tracked all through the, all the, bleh, all throughout the place, and his broken teeth and bits of skin were also found. <laughs> the rest of his body was found stuffed inside a hollowed-out log. His blood had been drained, and his internal organs had been removed. Two more people went missing and were never found, before the violent intruder seemingly grew bored and left the area in peace. In peace. In pieces. Um, there were newspaper articles about this case, so I know it wasn't bullshit. Um, or outlandish as it may seem. Um, of course, certain details could be exaggerated for the sole purpose of selling more papers, but God knows the media loves to embellish and make events seem more bombastic than it really was. But for that 911 call, I know that Grandma Evelyn wouldn't have kept it if she wasn't, if she had not believed it, it was genuine. So what the fuck was that thing that terrorized the rural neighborhood back in 1985? Well, it wasn't a question that I can answer. I like to imagine that it wasn't just a flesh and blood human being behind the whole mess. A deranged and violent human being, of course, but it's better than the alternative. The, because part of me knows deep down that the young man who made the call really meant what he said. It isn't a person. That's disturbing. Um, this is an hour long, so I said this was going to be a really short entry. It's not short. Um, I'll make another episode probably after I clean tomorrow for duty day, but yeah. Thank you all for listening. Um, the background noises of my roommates really made it safe. Um, but yeah, my roommate's leaving tomorrow. I'm really sad. Um, so yeah. Um, See ya. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.